0: Have you ever thought of yourself as a human filing cabinet? That's right. We're going to talk about human filing cabinets on this episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. This is episode number 196 of a show that is intended to provide insight and tools to building the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. Our work environments do contribute to our sense of value and productivity. I ran across this term in reference to office buildings and it made my skin crawl. Much has been said about the depersonalization of the modern technology worker's workspace. How can one be creative, innovative, and contributing when in a work environment that has all the ambience of a veal fattening pen. Here is a piece from The Dilbert Principle by Scott Adams. Boss, we've got a lot of empty cubicles because of downsizing. I hired the Dogbert Construction Company to convert part of the office into prison cells, which will lease to the state. Dilbert, sounds like a big job. Boss, nah, a little paint new carpet and we're there. The cartoon continues to relate the differences in employees and prisoners, namely that the prisoners had a better health plan and ultimately the plan to use spare cubicles as prison cells had to be abandoned because of too many complaints from the prisoners. I presented a workshop for one of the big telecommunications companies at their new facility. With pride they gave me a tour of their new state-of-the-art customer call center There were approximately 300 cubicles in one gigantic warehouse. Yes, the colors were nice and you could see balloons where several employees had been rewarded for their superior performance. But the lights were dim and there was not a window in sight. After one short hour, that total artificial environment left me desperate to see sunshine and open spaces. Is there a subtle humiliation that keeps employees from being too self-confident or creative in this workspace? I remember back on the farm, we used to raise chickens in the dark so they wouldn't see each other, interact, or get ideas about rebelling. I also got this funny picture in my mind about a game we used to play at the amusement park called Whack-A-Mole. Every time a mole popped his head up, you would whack him on the head to get him back down in the hole. I suspect there is an element of the same philosophy In this cubicle environment. Work settings cannot be alienating and dehumanizing if we are to produce anything beyond what a machine could produce. Anything resembling human filing cabinets will ultimately suck the life, energy, and thinking intelligence out of those who succumb to that alternative. Before we read a couple questions to provide some direction for today, We're going to read a quote from the Bible, from Psalm 8, chapters 3 to 6. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you set in place, what is man that you remember him, the son of man, that you look after him? You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him Lord over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. And finally, two questions to provide some direction for today after the thought-provoking text on human filing cabinets. Is your work environment conducive to being most productive? If not, what could you do to improve it? Again, let me read that. Is your work environment conducive to being most productive? If not, what could you do to improve it? Now, like you, I am also a wage slave at this point in time in my life. And I shouldn't say like you. You may not be a wage slave. You may be in a better position, a more ideal position, and one that you have created for yourself over time. I am not quite there yet. I am in the planning stages. I've had a loose plan for quite some time, and I've needed some time to basically make some observations with regard to what's going on in my life so I could plan accordingly. And as of last month, I obtained the information that I was seeking. The big unknown regarding how things were going to progress with my day job with my own work environment and is it conducive to being most productive if not what could I do to improve it well there's a number of people out there that would take this into a you know, Mr. Positive talk and explain all of the reasons why it's important to keep a positive attitude and do what's necessary to create an environment conducive to your productivity. I'm not going to disagree with that (coughs) because I think that that is important, but oftentimes we are in a work environment that we have little to no control over, or we're in a work environment where there isn't much of a future for us or the, gro- the, the potential for growth is limited. And for whatever reason, we stay there. What I would like to do is encourage you to think about why you stay where you stay and why you choose to do what you do. But moreover, rather than focus on work environment being our day job, that which provides us income, I want you to think about your work environment in terms of everything that you do above and beyond your day job. The work that you do at home the projects that you work on in your free time the hobbies that you have I do think that it's important to seek productivity in our leisure too unless the goal of our leisure and the time in which we recreate is to do exactly that. But, like me, I'm sure that you do things in your spare time and you have hobbies that you seek to be productive in as well. And I think that it's important to look at how we approach our personal lives, our personal projects, and our personal environments, much like we do with our work. And what I mean by that is something that's, something that's dawned on me is, as I've talked about personal growth and development all around growth over the past year is that I've never really, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, Let me see if I can come back to that. I've never really approached my personal life and my personal projects with the same gusto and enthu- historically, this is historically, I've never approached my personal life, my personal projects with the same gusto and enthusiasm with which I pursued my career until lately. That changed a few years ago when I began market farming and built this high tunnel. And for a period of about three years, I was grinding, 2014, 15, 16. I, I was grinding hard and I burnt out. Because what I was doing was not thinking about what I could do to be productive, what I could do with my work environment to be productive. I in in one way I was because I was obsessed with learning everything that everyone else was doing so that I could literally be them. And when you try to be someone that you're not, all that you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. There's no there's no there's no way around it. And that was precisely what I did. I set myself up for failure. And at that time, I made some tough decisions. I I stopped what I was doing. And I went back to focus on my debt. And I did. And I became debt-free just to go back into debt with some medical expenses. 2021 has been the year of medical expenses. But that's okay. Because we've got a plan now. I found it interesting that this story that Dan writes about today, Human Violent Cabinets, makes some references to us as workers and comparisons between us as workers and prisoners really shed some light on the meaning of the term wage slave. And that's something that I guess I should talk about before we begin wrapping the episode up. The book that I read from today, if you hadn't figured that out already, is The Rudder of the Day by Dan Miller, and it's a book that has stories and wisdom to kick-start your work day. Dan Miller is the author of the book 48 Days to the Work You Love. It's a book that he wrote 20 years ago, probably when he was around my age, I presume. 43, or in his early 40s. It just released the 20th edition update to the book, and I highly recommend checking it out. If you find yourself in a place where you are asking yourself questions like this, questions about your work environment, questions about making improvement, questions on, well, questions on all around growth. A lot of the content that I utilize as a foundation for this show comes from that community. And I will link to the 48 Days community in the show notes so that you can learn more. For... For the majority of time that I've been recording this podcast, I've been a member of the 48 Days Eagles community, and I regret nothing. I think it has been one of the most valuable components of my life at this stage in my life. So... If some of the things that I say in this show resonate with you, then I would encourage you to check it out. There's links to all that and more in the show notes. I'll have links to the book in the show notes. I'll have links to the 48 Days Community and more information on it in the show notes as well. And if you like what you hear, you can check out the show notes for information resources to just about everything that i've mentioned here today and more and if you also like if you like what you hear then i would also very much encourage you to share the episode with a friend a family member or on social media within the show notes there are easy links to the Buzzsprout web page where everything is hosted, easy ways to share on Facebook and Twitter, and just to copy the link and embed it in your own site if you wish. But at the very least, give us a thumbs up, a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, links in the show notes on how to do that as well. And I hope that you enjoy the content. That's it for today, guys. It's Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday, the end of the work week. And I hope that you've had a great week. I hope that you are prepared for a good and productive weekend. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.